The Data Reaper podcast is a companion which provides extra insight into the weekly report found at ViciousSyndicate.com. Join us for a deeper dive into the numbers to help you improve your Hearthstone game. Hello and welcome to episode 26 of the Data Reaper podcast. Episode 26, I guess that means we've been doing this for half a year now. Uh, I am your host, Ridiculous Hat, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host, Chief Editor of the Report, Zach Ostradamus. How's it going, Zach? That was a good one. I really liked it. How you doing, Hat? Zach, I'm doing all right. And, uh, and like we talked about last episode, we were expecting a lot of nerfs. And well, they happened. They were announced and implemented after we recorded the last episode. So with that short turnaround, we should probably go over what the nerfs are. I think most of our listeners have an idea. But we should talk about the impact of these just a little bit. So we had six changes. Blade Dance nerfed to three mana. Charge Shatter Mystic nerfed to four mana. Dreadlord's Bite to two attack. Dino Tamer Brand to eight mana. Voracious Reader to three. And Pole Kelt to five. We pretty much discussed all of these changes except for the reader change, I would say. Yeah. I said Dino Tamer Brand to eight. You said Polk it to five. They ended up doing both. They ended up doing Blade Dance to three. They ended up nerfing Dreadlord's Bite as well. We talked about that the, the previous week. Um, Wriggling Horror ended up surviving. And Mystic ended up being nerfed as well. Yeah, I didn't expect both... I thought they would nerf one board clear, and I suggested dance because it made more sense. But they ended up nerfing both. Um, so yeah, nerfs to Demon Hunter and Hunter. Uh, but I think it's more important to to note what wasn't nerfed and what uh, you know I warned people about what would happen to the classes that were nerfed and probably needed to be nerfed. So let's start. Interestingly enough, the classes you warned us about are the are the two most popular classes in the meta. Funny how that worked out, isn't it? Yep. Like, honestly, it wasn't that difficult. So let's start with Shaman. Yeah, public enemy number one. Yeah, so Evolve Shaman, you know, it's it's kind of weird to me because if you looked at the matchup table before the patch, every bad matchup that Evolve Shaman had got nerfed. Uh, so it's kind of weird to me that this deck wasn't touched and it probably because, uh, it didn't display a super high win rate before the patch. But again, these, these kind of win rates are very fragile and can be, can very easily, uh, change. I mean, we're talking about a few percentages, like that can be the difference between a deck that's pretty good to busted. And right now, and again, this is early in the meta, uh, we haven't really entered a phase of decks trying to counter-evolve Shaman in particular. Um, So we're still going to give that one a shot. But I'm saying, if I'm talking about the current situation, if I'm judging the meta by the current performance of Evolve Shaman, I would say the deck is not Tier 1. It's tier S. And what does tier S mean? To me, it means that the deck has a high win rate. Its performance does not significantly drop off at higher levels of play, keeping it extremely strong there too. 
and it has no bad matchups. And when I mean no bad matchups, I mean I see no relevant meta deck displaying a win rate that's higher than 55% against Evolve Shaman. Basically, it has no counters. It is the best deck in the game. It is literally unstoppable based on current win rates. And again, we're still we could still give a chance with the meta to adjust, to try and find counters, to make like car choices, different car choices that might target Evolve Shaman specifically. There's always that phase in the meta where people understand, okay, this is what we need to beat. And they build their decks in accordance to that. But I'm saying in the current few days since the patch came out, Evolve Shaman is unstoppable. It's far stronger right now than both Aggro Demon and Soul Demon Her were before the patch. Like its current dominance exceeds those of Soul and Aggro DH from before the patch. And that kind of tells you all you need to know. We're entering a meta in which there is a clear tyrant at the top. It looks unstoppable. And unless every player understands that this is the enemy, we're going to be witnessing a meta with easily well over 20% of one deck uh, at most levels of play, most relevant levels of play. Uh, definitely in the diamond territory, diamond uh, high diamond territory, it's already going to eclipse 20%. Legend, it's it's getting there. It's nearing that position. We'll see what happens next week. There's still quite a bit of time until the report, but Evolve Shaman looks broken. And uh, yeah, we kind of called it. Like, If you nerf Demon Hunter and you nerf Hunter too, you had to nerf of Shaman. Like, the deck just flew under the radar here, and, and, and I just... And the thing is, it wasn't even that difficult to predict, right? We didn't need the Zakostramus or whatever you called me. We didn't need insane predictive skills to understand that this, that this deck was dangerous, which, you know, confuses me even more why it wasn't nerfed. But the fact of the matter is, it's not nerfed. It looks extremely powerful, and you can play Evolve Shaman, or you can play a worse deck. That's what it, it looks like right now. My guess is that the typically in the past when they've nerfed Aggro Demon Hunter, and they've nerfed Demon Hunter in general, other aggressive decks that were held down by that have risen up, but the aggressive tools in this format just aren't really where they're supposed to be, and the other aggressive deck that would have really stepped into that spot got nerfed as well yep the thing is the thing is they didn't just nerf highlander hunter they nerfed face hunter they hit polkit and reader yeah which also hit face hunter so that deck which was kind of supposed to be you know the new aggressive deck maybe maybe it could step into the niche of that hyper aggressive deck it's just not around so Evolve Shaman is uncontested in the first few turns. It's not pressured enough. And, you know, if you don't pressure the Shaman and they box spine on five, then they're in a really good position. And that's what the meta is right now. There isn't, there isn't anything that's fast enough 
to upset the shaman before it's able to start pushing its its synergies and its its game plan. And evolved shaman is extremely punishing for any deck that just sits and waits around. Its matchup strip spread right now looks absurd. It's absurd because any deck that just waits around um, is heavily, heavily punished. And, you know, I'm not sure, like, things like Ooze or Weapon Tech are going to be super effective because the deck already plays Double Pillager. So an Ooze, like, takes out one swing, one evolve. It has to be, like, double sticky. You need double sticky. Yeah, you basically need sticky fingers, and I don't want a meta that's balanced around sticky fingers. So that's like sounds like a horrible, horrible meta. So I, I it's just the situation is that unless certain decks, and I do think there are some ways to deal with Evolve Shaman better than what people are doing right now, then we're going to witness uh, a very imbalanced meta that's centered around a tier S deck that's just clearly the best choice and then there are other choices right so and you know the mirror isn't great isn't a great experience either no it is not so we went from being a meta defined by demon hunter to a meta that's being defined by shaman i would say it's way worse hat because the thing is demon hunter was was checked you know there are things that could read it aggro demon hunter was checked by um welkin miracle rogue had a good matchup against it and was about to take, like, it was going to take over the rogue archetype or take a huge, a, a large portion of that. And that would have pretty uh, checked Agro Demon Hunter along with Control Warrior. Uh, Soul Demon Hunter was not unstoppable. There were there were ways to beat it. You know, Paladin had the means to check it. Control Warrior, again, had the means to check it. Um, there were ways to, like, if you had to, if you queued into a deck repeatedly, there were answers. Here, there aren't really archetypical answers. Like, you can't really... Oh, I'm seeing a lot of Evolve Shamans, so I'm going to take this deck because this deck reliably beats it. No. The answer is there's nothing right now that reliably beats it. Could that change? Yes. I'm just saying this is the situation right now, and it means that players need to find solutions in order to get some decks into displaying maybe favorable matchups or better matchups into Evolve Shaman. But right now, it's just tier S, just unstoppable. Now, if you ask me what is the best Shaman deck to play, would you run the Coaster build or the Corruptor build? I think the answer is simple, which is the Coaster build. And the reason is that the reason why we ran spells and in the in the Corruptor build is that we wanted to interact with Aggro Demon Hunter's early game minions. Well, Aggregate Demon Hunter is not very popular anymore, so there's no reason to worry about having defensive tools in the early game. You might as well maximize, you know, Sea Giants and whatever. You're also better in the mirror, which is very important, right? Um, so I recommend running the coaster build that Jomber refined. Um, that build looks very, very powerful and probably the best deck in the game. Uh, we'll see if there are any other, some, you know... <laughs> mirror adjustments that ended up happening. Uh, also, there's a possibility the, that Revolve maybe comes back because of Rogue. Uh, we'll talk about that too, but in general, Shaman just looks extremely powerful and it's very, you know, um, it's very difficult to find answers for it right now. And that's it. 
looking at the matchup spread on the gold app uh, as well as the it's ridiculous. Corner, it's it, ridiculous. It reminds me of pre-nerf even paladin. It's about there. No, no, I would say it's better than even paladin because even paladin had a thirty seventy matchup against control priest. Yeah. So that deck, even though it was very very powerful and one was rightfully nerfed, there was a deck that could reliably beat it. Um, here with evolve shaman, I'm really not seeing it. Yeah. Um, there isn't a deck that you can take to ladder and say, I'm going to beat Shaman consistently. So that's a problem. Uh, I will talk about a specific solution that I found, perhaps. But, you know, we'll we'll get to that later. But, you know, right now, Shaman looks tier S. Play Shaman or just play a worse deck. Uh, hopefully, VS will be able to find some answers by next week. But, um, yeah, that's what you're going to have to deal with on ladder. Uh, for the foreseeable time. Now, the other class is that's really, really popular is Rogue. Yeah. And, you know, we talked about, you know, I, I said in the previous podcast about this meta having layers upon layers of busted things. And if you peel off one layer, the other la- the, the layer that's, you know, below it might end up being, you know, uglier or even more busted because it's just being kept in check by something more powerful. So we nerfed Demon Hunter and that was a layer that covered the Shaman layer of bustedness. But there is another layer and that layer is Miracle Rogue and that layer is just just under the Shaman layer. And if we ever nerf Evolve Shaman at some point, we have to nerf Miracle Rogue because Miracle Rogue would be tier S right now if it didn't have an unfavorable matchup against Evolve Shaman. Miracle Rogue's matchup spread is indicative of a deck that is also unstoppable, but has one way to stop it. Nearly unstoppable. So it's nearly unbeatable, just like Evolve Shaman. Only the, the only difference is, is that it loses to Evolve Shaman. And that keeps its win rate in check because Shaman is very common. But again, it's basically a tier S deck. We've got a tier S deck. And then there's a tier S minus deck that loses to the tier S deck. But it's clearly very, very powerful and very good and would be a problem if we ever nerf Shaman because Miracle Rogue is really good. Now, it, whether what variant are you going to play? I would say... Mm, there, I think the World Kick build is still a little bit better than the Secret build. Uh, the main reason is that the World Kick build is better against Evolve Shaman. Uh, the Secret build is a lot more passive, and and that means like if you sit behind and and play passively, you're gonna get punished by the Shaman. And the Blackjack Stunner removal is not really that meaningful. If they just keep flooding the board, like the rogue has to win by proactively pressuring and snowballing control in the early game. And if they wait around for the shaman to start knuckling, then they're in a problem. And the secret build tends to be more passive. Uh, But obviously there are some pros and cons to each. Like secret build is a little bit better in the mirror, in the direct mirror against the rogue, though it's not significantly so. So there are some decisions. Uh, I wouldn't say there is something that's clearly better, but the World Kick build seems to be performing still better than the Secret build, much like it was before the patch. 
Um, and again, as I said, Mirk Rogue looks really, really powerful. Its matchup spread is insane. It has really no reliable counter other than Evolve Shaman. So you have two classes that were nerfed, two of the five that we talked about that need to be nerfed. They weren't nerfed, and this is why they're at the top. And I will say, this feels like maybe the strongest Edwin Van Cleef has ever been. It's yeah. pretty close. Edwin Van Cleef right now Unbelievable. is pretty ridiculous. Yeah. Pretty ridiculous. Especially now because like, there's nothing... Again, aggressive decks are not really out there in force. There isn't a lot of aggression. Which means that you know if you play passively, then the rogue is even more comfortable just being more greedy in the mulligan, just playing for his Edwin blowouts every time. Uh, it's yeah. So yeah, and against value decks, you just shadow step the world kick master, and all of a sudden you have infinite cards for the rest of the game. You can just never run yeah. out. I've head cracked control warriors to death a bunch of times. Yeah, yeah. That 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 is a play that you can definitely do in late game matchups, and that what that's part of the reason why the will kick build um, can really go a long distance in 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 slower matchups and just never run out of cards. Just get to play two Hanars. Uh, it's just the two Hanars. Yeah, it, it, yeah, it's like it's like shadow stepping Hanar, exactly. It's a similar thing. Um yeah. So Rogue's very, very powerful and really both builds are good. It's not like the secret build. It's also a tier one deck. Would be a tier one deck. Uh if we could reliably aggregate it separately from the well kick build. But yeah, very, very strong archetype. I think it's the second best archetype in the meta. Uh, and the only problem that Rogue has is that Shaman is even better. That's pretty much it. Uh, so, yeah. We should have nerfed Shaman and Rogue, Hat. Should have. And we should have nerfed Warrior too, because we're going to talk about Warrior actually next. And uh, Warrior actually could be the solution to both of these decks, in theory. ETC Control Warrior is good. I think it might be a little bit weaker now because there are less Aggro Demon Hunter. But also I think that people are still running the pre-patch builds. And these pre-patch builds right now are not really optimized for the current meta. In the previous meta... We wanted to cut brawls. There was a week where we said, let's cut brawls completely. Now, though, if you're playing Warrior and you want to beat Evolve Shaman and Miracle Rogue, you run double brawl. You don't want one brawl. You run double brawl. So here's what I did this week on Ladder. I took the VS list with double minefield and one brawl. I took out the minefields because it makes no sense to run minefields now because Hunter is barely visible. And Aggro Demon Hunter has significantly drop in play. And I swapped it for one brawl and one course. What is the course for? For those damn Van Cleefs hat. Yeah. It makes and sense. The questing adventures. Yeah. yeah. And sometimes, you know, the Mogu Flesh Aper that they evolve, you can also deal with that. And I played with that build, and I did very well against both of these classes. So my anecdotal experience tells me 
it's not just anecdotal, okay? The prom, the matchups between of Control Warrior and the uh, with Evolve Shaman and Miracle Rogue are close. They're hovering around the fifty percent winning mark, and we're talking about builds that again are not optimized that well. So I see potential for Control Warrior to be able to have an edge in both of these matchups if it teched a little bit. It's not really tech. If it made better card choices for these matchups, you play double brawl. So that evolve shaman is, you know, an evolve board can always be answered. Brawl also helps against rogue. Um, it's not a bad card against rogue. And the course is just my decision in order to be able to deal with one big thing, which usually rogue does. And that gives me more outs against their early Edwins or their early questing adventures and such. So I did very well with that build. I recommend you to try that. Um, two card adjustments that I think make a big difference. Running two brawls is huge against Shaman. It makes such a huge difference uh, when you play double brawl. So try that out. That's my Zacco tip for the week. If you want to try and beat both of these decks and you see tons of them, and you're going to see tons of them, then try that. Um, Warrior is, is good, though. Like I would say it's the third best class clearly and very easily. Um, the only reason why it's not as dominant as Rogan's Shaman is because Ro Warrior tends to lose to weird decks, right? It loses to Priest, it loses to Druid, it loses to those fringe decks that aren't very popular, but they do exist. And that means its matchup spread isn't perfect, it isn't extremely powerful. Team 5 also talked, Alec also mentioned that, you know, the reason they didn't nerf the Warrior is because, you know, they nerfed Demon Hunter, and part of Warrior's success was the popularity of Demon Hunter. And it does have holes in its matchup spread. And that is true. So Warrior looks reasonably strong, but I think it could be, like, if those small adjustments can tip the scales in, the, in its matchups against the two top meta decks, then it could be a meta break. It could make a big difference. It could be the savior of this meta, if there is one. So... Try to run the double brawl really helps against Shaman. Huge card in the Shaman matchup. So uh, I think that's probably the best pathway for this meta to like open up. But are we doing anecdotal? Can we do some anecdotal? Because I can talk about my my extremely small sample size as to what's been working for me. What's been working for you in Warrior? No, in Rogue. I took Donkey's low curve list. And so we cut, and we just added in Wriggling Horrors and uh, and Spy Mistress. Oh, so you can pressure the Shaman? Yeah, and Defias Ringleader. I went turn one coin, oh. Ringleader, Shadow Step Ringleader. They, la they died. Oh, that's kind of cool, I guess. Uh, yeah, Donkey's List, if you check him out, he's part of our team as well. Helps us with our back end. Um, he built a list with Defias Ringleader. And Wriggling Horror, probably from because of my tip when I said, why are people not trying that? So he did try that, and his list on, on Twitter, you can check him out. He has a, a really cool website as well if you want to find uh, streamer decks, great source for net decking purposes. And yeah. uh, his list is pretty cool, yeah. I'm not sure if it's good, but it's cool. I like the double uh, the Wriggling Horror Defias thing. Oh, yes. In my anecdotal sample size of five games against Shaman, I've won four of them. So, 80% win rate. 
That's how the math works. I think that's probably like it's a good direction. It's a smart direction because Shaman needs to be pressured. The problem with Rogue for Rogue in that matchup is that it doesn't pressure hard enough. Yeah. It, it, it's mostly like it's like the way you win is Edwin. <laughs> you just Edwin them and Shaman doesn't really run Revolve anymore. By the way, Revolve might come back. I'm not sure. Like, I'm not sure if the popularity of Rogue merits hard-running Revolve. My tendency is that the answer is still no, because Revolve is terrible in the mirror. Like, I think it's a really bad card in the mirror. But again, I will have to reevaluate um, the card's performance in all matchups before I like we make a decision on whether to reintroduce that card. But against Rogue, it makes a lot of sense, right? The question is, is whether Rogue is popular enough to tip the scales in favor of bringing back Revolve. Uh, right now, it doesn't feel like it, doesn't seem like it, but, you know, things could change. We'll see. Um, yeah, so, but, but Warrior, let's talk about, the, there are other decks other than Control Warrior, by the way, within the class. Bomb Warrior is also a, a deck, and it's doing pretty well. Um, but that Shaman matchup looks rough. Yeah, the problem is the Shaman matchup, obviously, but it's uh, it's decent against Rogue. It's good against most other things. It just has a bad Shaman matchup, which is why I don't expect it to be a deck that is commonly played on ladder, um, which is kind of cool for us, Hat. At least that that's a thing. But uh, it could be a problem eventually if Shaman ever gets nerfed. Maybe. I don't know. But Control Warrior is better because it has the potential to, again, as, as, as I said, um, maybe have favored matchups against mo both Miracle Rogue and Evolve Shaman. So I see most of the promise in the ETC Control Warrior. And that could be the meta breaker eventually. At least that's the lowest hanging fruit when it comes to Metabreaker's hat because it's really hard to find other solutions. Now, there's another powerful class that wasn't nerfed, and that's Paladin. Uh, Paladin's looking pretty good. Both Pure and Librem are, you know, Librem Paladin has a close matchup against Evolve Shaman. So does Pure Paladin. The bigger problem for Paladin in this meta is Rogue. Um, otherwise, both of these archetypes have good matchup spreads. We know about Pure Paladin. It's never going to be a super popular choice at high levels of play. It's a great ladder deck, though. Um, as long as you don't run into too many rogues. Because rogues, it doesn't matter which variant you run. That's a problem for Paladin in general. And... I think a Paladin is like one of these classes that are just on the cusp of Tier 1, but not quite there, because you cannot be Tier 1 in this meta if you have a bad matchup against either Rogue or Shaman, right? So, like, Rogue demolishes everything, feels like it, or can beat everything, has one unfavored matchup against Shaman, Tier S minus deck. Shaman beats everything. Tier S deck. Paladin loses to Rogue. It cannot be tier one, uh, but it's it's close. Uh, it's up there. Warrior maybe, maybe a meta breaker, uh, but depending like again, it needs to be driven. The card choice changes. We need to hammer it 
to run double brawl next week, and then we see that propagate and see what happens. Um, but Paladin, nothing changed uh, within those archetypes. I would still recommend running the builds that we ref um, uh, featured in the last report before the patch. But yeah, Paladin's pretty good. If you want to play a class that's not Shaman or Rogue, but is still good, then you run Paladin. Paladin, since they nerfed Highlander Hunter, Pure Paladin's going to be the new Highlander Hunter of nerf until this is probably the best deck and then leave the format the way it is. And it's pretty good, but not as popular as it should be. I'm not I'm not sure. I mean, it's, it's fairly popular. Paladin has picked up play. The thing is... I'm not sure we're going to have that time because by the time we think about the next uh, round of nerfs, they're probably going to do the mid, oh, mid The mini set, right. That's probably January set, yeah. 19th, most likely. Yeah, yeah. So that's probably going to change things. Uh, oh, God. I just thought of, uh, right now it's December 18th. Are you telling me we're going to have to do, deal with this meta for a month? I don't know. Oh, no. <laughs> Guys, by the way, personally, just, just so you know, um, if you asked me what was my least favorite meta in recent memory, it would be Doom in the Tomb, um, the, the latter half of Savers of Doom, when Evolve was introduced. That was one point in the game where I just couldn't play. <laughs> I really couldn't play. Uh, you know, I had that period where I was frustrated with the high variance um, uh, in Ashes of Outland, in the Ashes of Outland meta, and the, you know, Aggro Demon Hunter in general. But I still played the game. There was a point in Doom of the Tomb where I just couldn't play. And I just wanted to evolve to rotate. And now we're, we're witnessing a meta where Evolve Shaman again is this tier S deck. That's unbeatable. And thinking about playing this meta for another month doesn't fill me with great confidence. Luckily, I escaped to Night City. Uh, over the pa I've been escaping Night City over the past week. And mostly playing Cyberpunk. To avoid having to run into too many shamans. There aren't any shamans in Night City half, by the way. I believe you. Yeah, so that's pretty much it. Now, um, so we talked about the four good classes. Now let's talk about the six bad classes. I'm only half joking. But yeah. it's... it kind of looks like that. And when, when, when we say that, you might be asking, hey, is Demon Hunter a bad class? Well, it kind of looks like it. So here's the thing. Nerfed classes never look good or never look as good as they can be immediately after nerfs. It always happens. The first few days, you see the win rates of the archetypes tank. Soul Demon Hunter looks pretty bad. Aggro Demon Hunter looks pretty bad. They look to be hovering around the tier 3, maybe worse territory. Lifesteal Demon Hunter also looks really bad hovers around well into the tier 4 territory. Part of the reason it's suffering is because the Aggro Demon Hunter matchup, which was the 70-30 matchup, disappeared. Obviously, it also hurts um, to have Polkit and Blade Dance nerf. That also affected the deck. Now, the question is, can these decks improve? They, can they get back? Can they get better? The answer is, I don't know. Sometimes we see situations where decks that were nerfed remain dumpster tier remain pretty bad, and they just fade away and disappear. Other times, players find solutions. They switch out some of the nerf cards that just aren't working anymore, and they put in new cards, and suddenly the deck's win rate spikes a week, even two weeks after the balance changes that affected them, and these decks come back. 
I really don't know what's going to happen with Demon Hunter. The only thing I can say is that all of its archetypes are currently struggling. Yeah, it's people are running the bad list, but it doesn't look like there's a compelling reason to play Demon Hunter right now other than to see if it's still good. It's not like the bad builds. I'm just saying the current the current iteration of uh, Soul Demon Hunter, for example, after the nerfs, doesn't look good. Aggro Demon Hunter with Voracious Reader is not good. Swapping Voracious Reader for Acrobatics doesn't seem to be fixing the issue for the for the deck. Uh, so we'll have to see whether Lifesteal Demon Hunter is a deck that, you know, it's proven that it's been very difficult to build and refine until it managed to, you know, hit a performance level that looked promising. Only last week I could see that deck having serious competitive potential. Now it's back to dumpster again. And I don't know if it can come back. Um, but that's the situation that Demon Hunter is in right now. Uh, unless it players figure out solutions, then Demon Hunter may not be super relevant anymore. It'd be the first time we've really seen a meta without Demon Hunter having a tier 1 deck. Um, not like I'm here for it. I'm interested to see what it feels like. Uh, but I don't know. We It's so hard to tell. Because they really need to make one more nudge. When they make one more nudge, if they are able to touch Shaman and Rogue, I wonder if Demon Hunter would be close to good enough. Or if it's just done until it gets some yeah, new cards. Yeah, it's, it's, it's possible. Uh, it, it's really hard to tell. And I really don't want to judge these decks immediately after balance changes. Yeah, And I've had many experiences when... You know, decks just don't look as good as they could be after nerfs because people naturally persist in playing the same lists. And if they don't work, just don't work, right? We need changes. We need adjustments. What I do know is that we need new builds for these archetypes and hopefully we'll be able to figure them out next week. Um, so we have Shaman Rogue dominating. Warrior and Paladin are, are good. Demon Hunter, not so much. Looks a little bit questionable. Do we do we see any signs of life from the other classes? Did space open up? In the world class, I can say that it's possible that some space did open up, specifically in Zoo. Ugh. I was hoping you were going to say Control Warlock. I was hoping you were uh, going to no say Oh, no chance. No chance. Had. Okay, okay. So we know that, you know, Demon Hunter now doesn't look good and it might even continue to decline in play, which is very good news for the Warlock class in general, right? Because Warlock was the class that probably suffered the most from the Demon Hunter domination. Question is, is Demon Hunter disappearing, giving space for Warlock to operate in? And all Warlock archetypes look better than they did before the patch. The question is, how far can they climb, right? And at which point did they start from? Zoo Warlock was this underwhelming tier 3 deck that saw very little play because people saw no real good reason to play it because why would we play it when Aggro Demon Hunter is so much better? Well, now Aggro Demon Hunter is not so much better Zoo Warlock looks better, and Zoo Warlock also is not suffering from these horrible matchups against both of these Demon Hunter decks like before the patch. 
So Zul Warlock actually looks to have a positive win rate. It might be a tier two deck, maybe even a little bit better. Uh, not tier one, but like respectfully competitive deck. Um, I would like to see more data on Zoo, but the data that I currently see from Zoo is actually promising and gives me some indication that this archetype could come back to the format in some capacity. Not dominating capacity, not Shaman Rogue tier, but maybe it could be a respectable class like Paladin. Control Warlock and Galakorn Warlock, not so much. Maybe Galakorn Warlock. I'll give it an outside chance of making it to tier 3 and seeing play. Control Warlock did get better, but it's probably still not enough. Like, maybe it climbs from being a totally dumpster trash tier 4 deck to a high tier 4 deck. Uh, after the balance changes, but the th the thing is, it, it was so far away from being competitive that it needed more than just these nerfs in order to see uh, more play. Um, but yeah, Warlock could come back. Right now, it doesn't feel like it. You don't see a lot of Warlocks on ladder. Everything, everybody's you know fixating on a few classes that they deem playable. But I will say that Zoo Warlock looks okay actually playable actually competitive looks to have a positive win rate that's encouraging to see and i hope to see more data on zoo because you know it has like a play rate of like one 1.5 percent um like diamond to legend ranks so i'd like to see it pick up a bit more and we'll know more about its build uh, in next week's report hopefully we might get to flame up again is i would worry that deck would struggle against prize plunder and SI, but I guess if we have a big enough Dark Lair turn, we can just kind of go crazy wide. <laughs> yeah, SI7 agents are a problem um, with the plunderer build, that's for sure. But Zoo doesn't lose to Shaman because you can pressure. Yeah. So it might be maybe necessary. you go 50-50. Maybe this matchup gets worse if Shaman starts playing the coaster build more and runs Sea Giants on top of Mogul Flesh Shaper. That doesn't seem to be like a, a build that Warlock lines up against. But Warlock does okay against the rest of the field, which is enough to make it potentially respectful. But you, you don't expect Warlock to be like ever be top tier because again, it doesn't match up particularly well against the top two meta decks. But it could be okay enough. Playable. You know, fill your quest material. Um play because you want to play Zoo Warlock and you miss that deck then you can play it and not feel like you're absolutely punishing yourself for it. There might be hope for some variety. Maybe. Possibly. Possibly. Um, possibly. Probably not, though. Yeah. We have four more classes, <laughs> too, by the way. Yeah, four more classes, but it doesn't, doesn't really feel like it. So what's the next class? I forgot. Oh, Druid. Okay. So here's the thing about Druid. Druid is bad against Shaman. Druid is also not great against Rogue. That already puts it in a position where I have serious doubts on whether it can come back. Did it get better? Yes. It did get a little bit better because Zagro Demon Hunter was an even more horrible matchup. The problem is that Druid just doesn't do well against Rogue, Shaman, or Paladin. And these are the three of the four good classes, right? It does well into Warrior, and that's pretty much it. Now, it's possible that the fact that Soul Demon Hunter got nerfed pretty hard, that capped the Guardian build of Clown Druid from seeing more play. 
because that deck was better against mid-rangey things. When you run um, Lake Thresher, you have a much better chance against something like Evolve Shaman, right? Uh, because you have some mid-game swing potential to, to, to clear their board and prevent them from snowballing off of their knuckles and repeated Evolve attacks. Uh, so I think maybe Guardian Clown Druid uh, can do some work in this meta because you don't need as much life gain, you know, scenario and ward and things like that are not as important to stabilize because you're not playing against Soul Demon Hunter anymore. So you might be more board focused and just swinging with Guardian Animals. That seems to be the better approach. Again, I would like to see more data on that. But in general, if you want to play Druid, play the Guardian build with double animated broomstick and Lake Threshers. And that could be a deck. It could be a deck. Though again, I don't think that even if you play that specific build, you ever beat or you're ever favored against Shaman and Rogue, you might have a better chance against them. That means already that you might be competitive, but don't expect that to be any sort of meta breaker or some deck that's going to see serious play or a lot of play. But it's possible the Druid got a little bit better after the balance changes as a result. But again, it might have been too far away from being like serious contender. I appreciate how optimistic you're being in this section. I'm not actually being optimistic. It's just not like I'm just trying like every class I'm trying to highlight what possible possibly is the best direction. So if Warlock wants to live in this meta, it probably needs to go with the zoo direction and try to improve the matchups against Shaman and Rogue as much as possible. Same for Druid. The way to make these matchups as close as possible is to go for Guardian Animals. So I'm just directing my listeners, if they're interested in playing these classes, on what kind of direction pathways, deck building pathways, can make these classes viable. The fact that I'm only listing one per class <laughs> means that everything else is probably dumpster or not explored or I don't have enough to, to, to talk about. But it doesn't, I don't think it's optimism. It's just my, my role here. When there are classes that don't see much play or they're very fractured and people are just, you know, lost in what to do, I just give them a little bit of a flashlight, you know, and and show them the way. But that way it could still be a dead end hat. It could be. And you've got your work cut out for you with the next class because uh, you got to talk about mage. What are people trying with mage? Um, hmm, mage, yeah. So about mage, it's, um, it's bad. It's still really bad. Um, I don't, like, maybe Highlander Mage, but I'm really stretching it. With Mage, I don't even see, like, a pathway to competitive viability. A serious pathway to competitive viability. I see it with Warlock. I see a way that Zook comes back and is actually competitive. I see it in, in Druid. I see it in the other two classes that we haven't mentioned yet. I don't see it in Mage. It's really... There's not much to talk about that class because uh, at its best day, Secret Mage is like a pretty bad deck. That it's at its best day. And Highlander Mage is... Mediocre is a compliment, right? It wishes it could be mediocre. So that's pretty much it. So unless, unless we see new inventions, as I said, there's always the possibility that new inventions arrive that could change my opinions on certain archetypes, but the currently existing iterations just don't don't look promising. 
you would need to stretch pretty hard to find a reason to play this. And the main reason to play it is I want to. Yeah, pretty much. You want to win? Don't play mage. That's pretty much it. What about Priest? I've seen some some high legend tweets about Priest. Clearly there must be something here, right? So the thing about Priest is that whenever we look to, we try to evaluate priests, we just met by, you know, a horde of super dumpster, terribly built decks that make it really hard for us to properly evaluate the whatever archetype uh, that we're trying to evaluate. Now, I will say that Priest right now is performing atrociously poorly. Like, it's just, like, control, no matter what archetype, it doesn't seem to be performing well at all. Now, yeah, you'll see occasional success from some individuals because people are playing Priest. And if you have a bunch of people playing Priest, then you'll see some of them posting good results. It just, that's the way it is. That's how variance goes, right? Even if an archetype has a 46% win rate, if you have a thousand people playing Priest, then some of them will be posting, posting very good win rates with it. You're not hearing from the people who are losing with Priest. And I can tell you that I see a lot of people losing with Priest. Um, I really, with Priest though, the class is generally so poorly refined that it's even hard for me to point you in a strong direction. It's early, right? It's been three days. So we might, like, in a week from now, I might have more clarity on what Priest is supposed to do in this meta. But in general, the problem with Priest right now is that Rogue has so much fuel that it's very difficult for even, for Priest to even win the resource battle against them. And Shaman, you like, Priest is just too passive in, uh, playing into Shaman. And it's board clears, like, Pyromancer-based clears are not very effective against like big like beefy mid-range boards which is usually what shaman is able to produce so that gets really awkward into shaman so priest is not doesn't look very well positioned into shaman and rogue which also means that like if you're not well positioned against those you have little chance of being a, a, a consensusly good option now, if Warrior comes back, if Warrior manages to break the, the like the stranglehold of these two classes on the meta and becomes more popular, then maybe Priest gets better. But for now, Priest seems pretty fringe in its use. And finally, the least popular class I think right now is Hunter. Is Hunter. Now, here's the weird thing about Hunter. I think Hunter is actually possibly fine. Uh, the thing is, it sees so, so little play right now that it's very difficult to say whether some success I'm seeing with Hunter is the result of like the early janky meta of a patch or whether there's something real here. Um, I think it's possible that Highlander Hunter is still fine. It's possible, Hat. Uh, it all depends on whether on whether it can, whether it's able to answer the question or whether I'm still going poke it or whether I'm going to try and do something very different from what I did before. Like, I think maybe building the deck more mid-range with uh, Agro Demon Hunter fading away and there isn't a lot of aggression, you might have more success 
there. On the other hand, you kind of want to pressure Shaman. So we'll see what kind of approach ends up winning out. So far, most players are playing, you know, pre-patch iterations of just Face Hunter with Dino Brand. And that has some mixed results. You've got Face Hunter um, boasting reasonably decent results right now. But this deck tends to overperform in the early days of a patch in a meta and then drop off. So with Hunter, it's a question of let's wait and see, really. Uh, but I would say that Hunter is one of those classes where I can definitely see it um, coming back and seeing co competitive play on ladder. I think I'm more optimistic about Hunter than I am with most of these classes that we just talked about that are generally underwhelming. I think Hunter has a good chance of having a good deck. And, you know, it's all a matter of time until we, we figure it out. But since Hunter doesn't see a lot of play, um, then it's hard to say whether what is the cause for his currently mixed results. There are some good results that I want to see more of, but for me, it's hard to make, reach a conclusion right now. But I think Hunter could be okay. And a lot of these decks, we, this is kind of the litany of this show. Of we have the clear front runners, and then decks that need to adapt because the meta is if if there is no nerf, the meta is going to be warped. And warped metas can have variety, but they're based around countering one or two specific things. And we're going to see those changes over the course of the next week or two. Uh, it's right now. It's how many decks did we say? Well, it has a bad shaman matchup, or it has a bad rogue matchup, or both. Exactly. Like here's the thing: if you cannot contest rogue and shaman, you have no chance in this meta. Classes that are looking good that are not rogue and shaman, things like paladin and warrior, I see potential to contest. Like paladin can contest shaman pretty well; doesn't do very well against rogue. We'll have to find a solution for that. Warrior can contest both. That's why I think it's the other really good class, other than rogue and shaman. Other classes just need to find ways in order to improve percentages against two, these two classes. If they don't, they're going to be cast aside. They're going to be. They're not going to be very relevant. A top legend. I am going to see. We're going to see it even more. You're going to see an endless horde of shaman and rogues. And unless you can beat them, you just have no chance. And beating them seems very difficult right now, consistently, based on current data. <laughs> like. Rogue beats like everything except Shaman, and Shaman beats everything. So, not beats, right? It goes like 50, 50 and better. Or like the worst matchups that I'm seeing is something like 47, 46%. It's not like significantly favored. Nothing is reliably beating the deck. And it's very important for decks to have something that can consistently beat them because if they become too popular, there is something that's clearly better and can punish them. I'm not really seeing that right now. Uh, so if I had to, like the best metaphor would be the layers that I was talking about. We had a few busted layers. We had the main demon hunter layer with hunter. And we we peeled that off. But we ended up, what, what ended up being below it was a very ugly shaman layer. And right now we're seeing the shaman layer. And it's on top of the rogue layer. Which is on top of the warrior paladin layer. We peel off the Shaman layer. It's not going to be enough. Rogue's going to dominate. We need to peel off both Shaman and Rogue and hope 
Like that's what I would have done. And then that would have maybe diversified the meta to the point where Warriors matchup spread would have exposed it to things like suddenly maybe Druid is now good or Priest is now good. And that could punish the Warrior. So Warrior w- would be fine, right? Even though we did say, I-, I did suggest, let's nerf Warriors at least its OTK potential so it can actually lose to control decks. Um, Paladin is the same thing. It's a strong class, but you can, like, if Paladin becomes extremely popular, there's certainly tools that can punish it, that can beat it. Uh, both Librem and Pure Paladin. It's not a deck that screams at you unstoppable if you don't have certain answers. Every class can have some answers against the things that Paladin does. The problem is, nobody seems to be having an answer to turn 3-4 Edwins consistently. Nobody seems to be having answers to Rogue's insane reload potential. And nobody seems to be having answers to Shaman's unrelenting pressure in the mid-game from the moment it equips a box spine knuckles. It just endless evolves, and it's very tough to beat. Nobody has the clears necessary to just being able to deal with that. You have to just pressure the shaman, or you just lose. And even if you pressure the shaman, their ability to come back with things like coaster and flesh shaper, their swing potential is insane. They don't have swing potential that affects you, your board that much. But they can just produce so many stats in one turn that it's very difficult to, to be able to check that. Unless you just have aggressive decks. And aggro decks kind of dead right now. They don't exist. There is no turn 1 to turn 5 meta. Which means what dominates is the turn 5 meta. Which is the Bog Spy Knuckles meta. And that's where we're at. Now, if I'll, I'll say this right now. I'll say it in advance. If the meta ends up being sticky finger meta, where people just play ooze and sticky fingers in order to break knuckles, and that somehow balances evolve shaman. That's not a balanced meta, because metas that are centered around tech cards are not good metas, because you like you're playing you're playing a meta where it's about whether he drew that one card that answers the the, the other deck's entire game plan or not. That is not. There is no agency here. There's no player agency here. You're just doing homework. Oh, I I did my homework. I had my sticky finger, and I ended up drawing in this game, so I won. In another game, I didn't, so I lost. It's 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 not what's going to balance him. The only way you can balance him is either nerf it, right, or somehow the meta finds solution for it, uh, which probably means we need a good aggressive deck uh, to start picking up steam. We're at the point where I think it would be justifiable to run Frozen Shadow Weaver for the mirror, and that's about as unhealthy as it gets. Yeah, when you start doing stupid stuff like that, yeah, that means you have a problem. Now let's talk about the balance changes. <sighs> Team 5 screwed this up. Honestly, I, th- there's no other way for me to wrap this up, right? They screwed this up. Because the thing is, like, when, when you looked at their, uh, Alec Dawson's explanations, right? So Alec said that they nerfed Highlander Hunter because they saw Highlander Hunter having a very dominant matchup spread in the absence of, like, if Demon Hunter is weakened, you know, aggro Demon Hunter is weakened, then Highlander Hunter has really good matchup spread, right? So they saw that. They identified that Highlander Hunter might be a problem if they nerfed Demon Hunter. 
What I don't understand is why didn't they identify Evolve Shaman as a problem if you nerf both Aggro Demon Hunter and Hunter? That was what was weird to me because it was very, very obvious that and very likely that this was going to be a problem. And also Rogue, right? Because it, it's, it was also fairly obvious to understand why Rogue would be super strong. Now, Rogue, I'm not going to um, complain about it as much because Rogue's spike and win rate happen late. It's very possible that they decided on the battle changes a week before, and that's enough for them to miss out on Rogue, right? Because Rogue's win rate two weeks before the patch wasn't that high. Its win rate spike only happened in the last week before the patch. And the will kick build really rose to prevalence literally a few days before the patch. So there was no way for them to identify that in time. That's not where I'm like that's not where I'm complaining. Where I'm complaining is Shaman. We could have seen this come. We saw this coming a mile away. And now we're in the situation where we have a weapon meta, a box by Knuckles meta, and now you either beat this or not. This is not great for the game, for the format. Uh, so, also, the other thing is, is that we nerfed Highlander Hunter, but we also killed Face Hunter. I would have liked them to just maybe nerf Reader and poke it at a later date, at a later time. Like, I understand nerfing poke it. We talked about it in the past. Uh, like you said that Poke should be nerfed to 5. I agreed with you. It was probably the right change. But maybe the fact that we kind of butchered the face hunter too, we hurt it significantly, which means we don't have an aggressive deck in the format. We don't have a real aggressive deck in the format right now. And that kind of causes issues where the game just starts from turn 5 instead of starting from turn 1. Um, all these problems, yeah. But I think it could have been avoided if we just nerfed Shaman. Do you think that the nerf of Knuckles to 3 attack is still enough, or would you change something else? I think that would nerf would have been good enough, yeah. I would have nerfed Custodian too, but... I would have nerfed Custodian personally, but I think, in retrospect, your change makes more sense in terms of immediate impact. Because I feel like if you nerf Custodian, it's more of a long-term thing, but Shaman might still be too good at this point. Because there's no early game right now. There's no aggressive deck. So the, like the, the body of the Custodian is not even that important. What's important is the reach and the damage in the late game of Shaman. It's the fact that they can keep smacking opponents in the face. Like, you know, a lot of people talk about the Evolve, right? The Evolve effects and the pressure on the board. But Box by Knuckles with Horde Pillager... So it's much a damage. lot of damage. It's a crazy just, amount of damage. You just yeah. smack them in the face all the time. and just, This is part of the reason why Shaman's matchup against slower decks is so good. Because they pressure on the board. And it forces slower decks to deal with the board. But meantime, they're getting smacked in the head. They're getting smacked. And that's a lot of damage. So, like, toning down the attack by one. Other than, you know, dealing, uh, helping with something like Dread Corsair. Which is kind of, uh, you know, I've seen a list from Wire just today. He posted a list with Parachute Brigand. You have even more zero mana things to vomit to the board and evolve. It's becoming more and more degenerate kind of thing. So yeah, the three attack to affect Red Corsair, to break the Red Corsair, 
and nerf the damage all across the board, like it affects pillagers as well, uh, affects the reach of the shaman in general, slow matchup, would be a good change. I would make that change yesterday, three days ago. But now, I don't know, they're going on holidays, so we're probably left trying to beat shaman. So here's a note to my listeners. If you want to do well on ladder, you play shaman or rogue, you probably play, just play shaman. Or you build your deck with that matchup in mind. If you don't do that, you're not going to succeed as well as you could. And the other tip that I have for you as a sneaky meta breaker is that ETC control warrior list minus the two minefield plus one brawl to have two brawls in one course so that Edwin doesn't just blow you open. And that is the that is the meta discussion for the week hat. And unfortunately, we we don't have a longer episode because there's not as much to say about this meta right now. It's very early on. These are early impressions. There hasn't been a full report, but these early results are a little scary. And uh, I don't know. I think that we're both hoping for some kind of internal equalization, but you don't see win rate numbers like these when there's a predator just out there waiting. Uh, this is this is the sign of a meta that is warped. And uh, I don't know. Hopefully either Team 5 steps in or there's some hidden spice that will come around. I'm hoping that by next week we'll have better solutions. As I said, this meta is very early. and But right now we have to make, like, the field, the meta has to find a, a solution. Like, has to aggressively start targeting Shaman and Rogue. Otherwise, we're going to see more of this uh, in the coming weeks. So That's pretty much the message. Early days, we know things can get better. Um, Evolved Shaman is also kind of deck that can punish unrefined decks. Maybe if things become more efficient, it will its win rate will drop. But even if it does, I feel like this 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 still is going to be a warp deck, a warp meta around the power of Shaman and Rogue. And the only reason a rogue is not a huge, huge balancing problem right now is because it has an even more busted deck keeping it a check. Just keep that in mind. So we peeled two layers of Demon Hunter and Hunter, but we still need to peel two other layers in this meta to see, you know, me talking about Warlock, Priest, Mage, and Hunter uh, more than two minutes and pointing one direction that could be promising. That's That's what other classes have regressed to like the current ba- the balance chain didn't really um so far improve diversity to the degree that you know you can consider that a success oh we help the viability of other classes because it's not happening evolve shaman is a deck that is limiting creativity because it, it its ability to just make a, like basically it creates a clock where on turn five it just starts winning so if you don't have a way to somehow disrupt them before that, it becomes very, very difficult. And a lot of creative decks are usually slow decks, right? That can give Shaman time. And right now, you cannot give Shaman time. We'll see how the meta is able to adjust and what that means for deck building going forward. But that means we need an aggr- we need more aggression into Shaman. And if nothing can kill it consistently, then yeah. You have a tyrant. And I guess that ends our show today. Uh, so you'll hear this on uh, on Saturday the 19th. We'll do our next report on Thursday the 24th. Christmas Eve. 
we'll have our next podcast on Saturday the 26th, and uh, we'll see if we have anything more to report. So thanks, as always, to Steven Sensei for intro and outro. Thanks to everyone that supports us in VS Gold and Patreon. We'll talk to you soon. The Data Reaper Podcast is an official production of Vicious Syndicate. Don't forget to sign up and contribute your game data to improve the quality of the weekly Data Reaper report. Instructions are available on our website, along with lots of other weekly content at viciousyndicate.com. Thank you to all of our patrons and data contributors for proving their strength in numbers. <laughs>